How would your life change if you love Mondays more? Is career happiness reserved for the chosen few? Do you feel in your heart of hearts that you are meant to do something more? Hi there, I'm Brenda Pearson and I'm a career happiness coach. I work with clients every day to address questions just like these. Over a span of 20 plus years, I've been fortunate to contribute to the growth and development of so many talented individuals and leaders. And that's why I really wanted to launch this podcast to introduce you to some of these people and lessons that have inspired me throughout my career journey to help you get one step closer to bringing your real and best self to work, perhaps even to take that leap and to love Mondays more. Welcome to the TGIM podcast. Welcome everyone to the very first episode of the TGIM podcast. Well, let me tell you, this has been a long time coming. I know many of you have a lot of options when it comes to media and other podcasts, so I'm grateful that you've chosen this time to spend with me and my incredible guest today. In this episode, I'm excited to introduce you to the one and only Joshua Starr. I met Joshua while he came back to Ivy to pursue his MBA well over six years ago, and I'm honored to say since he graduated, we not only stayed in touch, but I consider him to be a friend. Tiny bit about Joshua. He started his career not exactly knowing where he fit. While pursuing his MBA, he expected to find his career path in consulting, but alas, there were plot twists with a few unexpected turns. This completely reframed how he looked at life. Because of these experiences, Joshua has become even more energetic, enthusiastic, and driven in his career while recognizing the value of being truly present outside of work. I asked Joshua to join me for my first show because he embodies everything this podcast stands for. With that, let's dive into my conversation with Joshua. Enjoy. As a starting point, then let's let's start with you. Um, Tell us a little bit about you, your background, and um, what brings you here today to share your story. Yeah. So career-wise, I've sort of been a jack of all business trades in sort of my 10 years within the labor force so far someone that really was trying to discover their niche and realize that their niche was actually being a generalist which sounds a bit like an oxymoron but that's sort of how i've paved my own way my first few years within my career i worked in marketing and realized that was not necessarily the right fit i went to do my MBA, as you mentioned, in 2016, because I really wanted to pivot my career. And uh, like any good MBA, the the career path I knew I was destined for was to be a management consultant. (laughs) And barriers come up and your past experience uh, drives some of your future experience. And that job that I knew I was going to get just didn't happen. And since then, I would say it's probably one of the best things that's happened for my career, because I've really been able to find my niche within uh, a certain space within health tech and sort of within the business generalist and startup area. So uh, paved my own way through different careers, always looking for the right next opportunity, not saying no if I thought it was the right opportunity, but sometimes learning that it wasn't immediately. And now I'm in a great place as uh, head of operations at a local Canadian health tech startup. Uh, that really focuses on a mission I'm passionate about, which is really helping the health of men across the country. And I have to say, every past experience has sort of led to this one experience 
and it would have been completely unpredictable 10 years ago or even five years ago where I'd be today. Yeah, you 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 touch on, um, I would say, an approach and maybe even a philosophy uh, that I have and I share often um, when I'm speaking and coaching individuals. Uh, I, I often will um, use this analogy about our life experiences are often like a constellation in the sky, that many of these experiences may just feel random in nature. Um, some may be like adverse experiences, some positive and progressive experiences, but all just may feel like all these random, random uh, times and, and jobs and um, situations that we've been through. But often, I think when you can look in the rearview mirror and give yourself some space to actually reflect on these experiences, it's amazing how there is this common thread and themes that start to surface. And so um, I think our audience would really love to, to, to understand, I think, an earlier experience that you had, probably one of your most adverse experiences um, when you were struggling with cancer. And I think that's probably a really um, um, important place to start um, to, for people to understand where why you are, where you are today. Yeah. And it's funny that if I was to give you my sort of narrative five years ago, that would have been so critical in that first spiel I just gave of mentioning and it's funny how times have changed. I'm 10 years out. And it's something that I'd say in the best way, I don't really even think of anymore, which is sort of where you want to end up. But yeah, as, as you mentioned, I had testicular cancer 10 years ago, uh, very early within the first year of my career. And it it did this weird thing where it completely reframed how I looked at life. And I know that sounds cheesy, but, but it's really true. Prior to that, uh, I sort of took my own career a bit for granted. Uh, and after that, it really made me sort of more the person I am today, really wanting to be a bit more driven in my career, which is sort of a interesting outcome, but also not taking my career too seriously. Again, those two things sort of combat each other, but I think both of those things can work in tandem where you are driven every day to be your best self and to bring the most to your company, but you also don't take that home with you. And uh, having cancer, you're in the scariest moment of your life as a 23-year-old. Uh, it really gives you context of what actually matters in life. Uh, and I think it's something that I've definitely taken within my career since then. And I don't ever take it too seriously. I don't take most life things too seriously because I know health, family, friends, that's what's really important. Uh, everything else you can figure out. Yeah, yeah, you're you're a um a living breathing example of how you um live your life um with the mantra that that things happen for you and and not um to you. Uh, just because at this point in time the fact that this is not even top of mind for many people this this still might be something that they anchor themselves and define themselves by. Um and and I and I I really appreciate um how this is I think heightened your value of being in the moment and present um, outside of work. And, and, and often when I speak about career happiness, it really is um, not just about being happy, you know, when you're physically or, you know, present at work, like during those working hours, but actually it's, it's, it's being able to unplug um, or plug in only because you want to. And I know we've yeah. talked about that as well, outside of work and how you live your life outside of work, that you don't get the Sunday scaries and you're not constantly churning and burning and and and, and ruminating about work when you are not actually there. And I think that's something that 
um, I think that earlier on in your career that that you've adjusted to quite easily. Yeah, I, I think uh, taking home work, I, I don't want to say you shouldn't take home any work because I think when you're passionate about a job, it's something that you actually want to be thinking about yeah. even on a weekend because it's something that you enjoy thinking about. But you have to be capable of turning that on and off when other priorities like family and being around friends come up. And something I, I when I'm even on vacation, I like to check my emails, but it's only when it's when I wake up in the morning because I want to see what's there. I, I make sure not to, if someone wanted me to action, I make sure to take a step back and say, I'm on vacation. I don't need to take that action right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's this healthy relationship with that, that you have um, with work, which I think is really, um, really important. And, you know, if I could go back to my earlier version of myself and ultimately those are the people I feel like I can help most, those people that are burnt out, um, the people that are yeah, having those Sunday scaries, the pit in the stomach and are constantly ruminating and not having a healthy relationship with work. I feel like um, those are the individuals that that really could use support and help to have to get to a place where you're at um, as well. And so talk to us a little bit about um, some of those career moves that you've made and the decisions because you've had you know, you've worked for sort of some bigger companies and then some startups and some you've had some earlier experiences where you realized this is not really <laughs> what I want and needed to pivot quickly. So I'd, we'd love to hear about that. Yeah, I think I think really focusing post MBA is sort of the best indication of myself on sort of where my career is. And funny, that's that was only 2017. And I've either long or short term have already been in uh, five roles, uh, which is funny to say, because each one I left for different reasons. Uh, again, the the core message I think around these five roles is every single one of them, all five of them, I got through different relationships I built prior in my life through my undergrad, through uh, through friends and friends' parents, through my latest job is through a guy on my baseball team. So really, the the core theme is really relationships. Uh, but really, my career has started after my MBA at a much larger health company called MedCan, 500 people really focused in on offering health experiences, uh, really first-class health experiences. And that was an incredible way to learn about, I don't want to call it bureaucratic, but a bit larger corporate structure, how to navigate not just doing your job, but some of the political aspects of it. And on one end, it really allowed me to structure and learn how to structure in my career. On the other end, it, it sort of taught me that I'm not necessarily the best bureaucrat and something smaller for the rest of my career, probably uh, my preference. And that drove my first decision, I would say. From there, I went complete 180 from health to alcohol and cannabis. So the opposite <laughs> end of it. But a key theme was staying on that consumer side, really focus on consumer and uh, I joined because it was a startup. I was a chief of staff there, really helped a company grow Ace Beverage Group, which is Ace Hill, Cottage Springs, and then Ace Valley, which was our cannabis brand, uh, getting to see uh, really amazing growth, selling our cannabis brand, merging on our alcohol side, and, and really growing into a uh, Canadian leader in, in a specific space, which was an amazing experience of really uh, from startup to scale up, that was really awesome. 
the next few stops in my career were a bit shorter because it was really about finding that fit for me. And I took uh, two roles that I sort of realized either I wasn't the right fit for that role or the role wasn't the right fit for me. And it was really important for me to, as soon as I realized that, make sure that I was able to move on in my career. Uh, the the latest one, the re the reason I realized it wasn't a fit was it was actually in the B2B space. So that was my first role in B2B. I ended up there for seven or eight months. And I I sort of realized I had this passion for consumer and needed to get back there. However, it was a really good step because it was my first role really in the health tech space. So as much as it wasn't necessarily my bread and butter, I learned a bit more about technology and how health and technology interact. And that really led me to where I am today as our head of operations at a company called Phoenix, which is a telehealth men's health platform. And again, back in consumer, uh, direct to consumer and, and really absolutely loving it, really making the difference in a, a ton of men's lives across the country. So that's a long-winded way of saying crazy how careers progress. It is linear, but it doesn't seem linear at that time. And you always get to this like A, B path and you take that path and it and it just takes you on an awesome journey. Yeah, absolutely. I, I had the image of, you know, often like that squiggly line, <laughs> yeah. you know, it feels like this like squiggly, like your career really is more of a squiggly line and how, how you think it's going to go just linear and you're going to work at management consulting for, you know, your obligatory three to five years <laughs> and then go off to the, your, your lifetime company. And rarely does that, um, does that happen. Uh, we also, uh, it, it's amazing how when we come into our conversations, we talk, we do, we we talk in advance and, and chat about some themes. Um, but inevitably, whenever we get talk, whenever we get discussing things, Joshua, uh, other themes tend to uh, pop up. And 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 one that is is so obvious is this idea that you're not afraid to take risks, um, and and to try new things and to I'm going to use quote unquote fail because I don't believe it's a fail and I don't see, think that you see that it's a fail. Um, cause I know one of the roles that you were debating, whether you decide to take or not, we'd had some discussions in advance. And then after, as you joined and realized it wasn't necessarily for you. So maybe do you want to touch upon sort of maybe your mindset, um, and how it shifted around maybe risk and, or if things don't work out and, and, and I hate to use the word failure because I don't believe that it is a fail. Yeah. I think, uh, I think it's important to realize like when you, you enter a role, there are many different interested parties within that role. And often people forget that they are one of those key parties. Uh, so they're looking to make their boss happy. They're looking to make the company happy and they remove their emotions to the side. And I've, I've been at, at points in my career in one of those roles where I day two, I realized this role is, is just not for me. And I had to put myself first in, in those situations. And that's why I actually don't see it as failure at all. I see it as I made a decision that was probably suboptimal for both myself and the company. And rather than be in this state of just not really wanting to do the job, which is bad for me, but it's also bad for the company, I want to take action sort of immediately. So I, I don't see these things as failure. I see them as sort of making decisions that uh, are sort of in the best interest of you. But when it's in the best interest of you, it's also in the best interest of the other parties. I That's at least my, my philosophy within work is if you're unhappy, 
it you will not be able to bring your full self to that job. And that job, there's likely someone that can bring their full self to that job that in the long term will help that company a bit further. Yeah. Yeah. And, and often a lot of the people that I'm I'm working with, and one one client that I've worked with comes to mind where um she was working for a company for over 15 years and um was hesitant to make a big uh to make a move it was a big move um being at a company for 15 years and to shift and to completely different industry in a different space um and interesting how when she had taken this role um it actually turned out to be like a terrible experience for her. she had no onboarding i think she went through i think three or four sort of direct um, managers within a six month period, uh, very minimal guidance. Um, and then I, I sat down and we had a debrief about, you know, uh, you know, does she regret taking this? And, and, and she was like, absolutely not. Um, she goes, first off, I built up so many skills. I've got the confidence now that I can make the shift. Um, secondly, I've learned, like I've learned so much about that. I, I have the applicable skills to be able to be successful in a different context in a completely different industry. And I now feel like I've got the courage and, and conviction to, to make shifts and, 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 and not put up with status quo, you know, in my career um, down the road. So it, it just kind of, it, it kind of reminded me of that, that, that you, you, you kind of cut it really quickly and um, already, already um, I guess, embody that um, ability to not kind of put up with stat, the status quo and, and hang on just for the sake of hanging on, so to speak. Yeah, and I early in my career, I had I had after my experience with cancer, I left a role and it took a while to find a role after that, and and that was also difficult. So it, it's it's always a personal preference, but this later one, as soon as I realized it wasn't the right fit for me, I started to discuss uh, again with some other relationships I had made in the past. Uh, so again, it showed it showed it shows that flywheel of of relationships where you build this Rolodex of people that you've worked with or that you're friendly with or that you that has made an impact on you or that you've made an impact on them. And that really comes to help you later in your career as well. A bit more difficult earlier in your career as you're really trying to develop yourself, but I have found that those relationships just continue to help further and further along. Yeah, yeah. And, and um, this is like a, a huge props to you, Joshua. You're, I mean, I, I do stay in touch with a few um, MBAs, quite a few. I'm very fortunate. Um, but you've always been somebody who has made an effort to stay in touch um, with me. And I think uh, for those that know Joshua, he's just like one of the most grounded, nicest uh, guys, people that you will ever, you will ever meet. And there is no pretense. You are who you are. And, uh, you know, my mission, you know, part of my mission is helping people, as I'd said before, bring in their real and best self to, to, to work, but into life each day. And, you know, how do you, how do you do that? Or did you, did you at one point in your life, I guess, struggle with, um, with that. And then uh, eventually, um, kind of got to a point in your life where you're like, screw it. <laughs> this is who I am. And, and I'm going to be who I am. Like, because I think a lot of people struggle with that being, being their real authentic selves. Yeah, I think sort of there's two areas. So it's it's funny. I as a as a kid, and this is going way back, but uh, like until university, I was one of the shyest people that you would ever chat with, which is hilarious to tell anyone that I've met in university or later because it doesn't fit my current persona. Uh, 
but when I when I see people that I knew in elementary school and they sort of see who I am today, it's it's a bit it's a bit surprising to them because I used to be this really shy kid and university was an uh, undergrad when I say university was really an opportunity for me to really I I feel like come into my own and be more who I wanted to be really focusing on again meeting new people I went to Western for undergrad as well and really only went in knowing two or three people at the entire school uh, and it was a really good opportunity for me to really branch out meet new people and become a lot more comfortable with who I am uh, which the switch was sort of just uh I don't really need to be shy I could I like there's no harm and and the attitude of other people judging you is just not a really good way to get through life there's some really good content I've, I've seen where uh, there's an image of someone with your perception versus reality your perception is that you're this one person and everyone's looking at you in reality you're this one person and everyone's looking at their phone and and I they use that phone as not a technology thing, but they're focused on themselves. Everyone's focused on themselves. Yeah. And what you think other people are thinking of you is probably one one hundredth of what they're actually thinking of you. So I think that's really important context to take into life. And then again, my experience sort of uh, with my health scare and other health issues that that have happened in life really allowed me to sort of shift my mentality and just want to be myself no matter who I am. I am the exact same person to my grand grandma as I am to my parents, as I am to my brothers, as I am to my friends, as I am to my colleagues. I get to wear a hoodie to work. It's very me. Like <laughs> I, I just want to be myself. And I find that uh, you have to be comfortable with being the person that you want to be. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I um, absolutely resonate uh, with, with that. Uh, I, I, unlike you, had come to that conclusion much later in, in, in my life and in my career. But I guess that I, I love that analogy that you use. And the the other idea um, and sort of, I guess, metaphor that I use is the idea that um, you can't be for everybody, right? Like, and, and, and although I do think you are for everybody, <laughs> like who could not <laughs> like you and, and gravitate towards you, but I appreciate, you know, in my business, as an example, I may post something and people might think it's cringy or um, or otherwise just not connect to it. And that's okay. Those aren't the people that I meant to, to help. There are other people out there that can help them, but the people I think that resonate to people like yourself, me, they're the people that, uh, that we really can, can connect with and, and support and help down the road. Um, and try not to be all things like, try not to please and be all things to everybody as well. And, and, yeah. and you're right. But, but, and I, and I love the idea that really, you know, you hate to say it, but we're sort of inconsequential <laughs> to other people for the most part. Most people are mostly focused in on themselves. Um, yeah. And well. I think being yourself, there's sort of this long spectrum and there's the people that no matter what you share or post or talk about, they're going to like it and it could lead to debate, but they're going to like it. The other end of the spectrum, no matter what it is, they're not going to like it. And I think the key is most people are going to be in the middle. And yeah. if you could shift some of those middle people to liking it and learning that that's actually where the win is it's not about focusing on those people at the other end of the spectrum that yeah. no matter what you share aren't going to change their mind yeah yeah it's it, it's it's that's an uphill battle you're pushing water uphill and it's yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But, but 80% of those people are actually going to be in that middle so you actually have a pretty big target market to actually focus on yeah yeah absolutely 
Absolutely. And then, and I guess just before we wrap up, um, I do want to kind of come back to the idea of relationships. You've touched upon it many times uh, in our discussion, and I know uh, relationships are just incredibly important to you. And again, often uh, through coaching, um, you know, a lot of my clients, they're, they're, you know, a little bit hesitant in terms of networking with people or sometimes even, you know, hate the idea of being transactional and how you approach things. And I know being transactional is the last thing that you, you are, um, but maybe can you touch upon and maybe giving some, uh, people who maybe struggle with, I think, networking and, and developing professional relationships, how, how you go about approaching it and your, your style. Yeah, no. So I think for myself, and I see a lot of people early, like early, early in their career, there's this hesitation of, oh, do I reach out to this person? Uh, what, what, like, what would I say? I, I find that hesitation is not warranted. We've all been sort of in your spot and we've all been on that end where you want to send a note, but you might not want to. I think the first part of it is uh, if you have a relationship with someone, whether it's a strong relationship or uh, a relationship that's sort of a bit more in passing, reach out. I think most people, if, if they know you, they're willing to help. I, I One of uh, my friends, uh, younger friends, was looking for a role. They asked me to connect with three people on LinkedIn that uh, are all looser connections. And I think early in my career, I would have been like, oh, I don't know this person as well. But I reached out to them and all three of them got back to me because I think people people forget, generally people want to help people, uh, yeah. regardless of if it's their best friend, a friend, an acquaintance, or someone that they spoke with five years ago. So it really is an attitude thing that you should reach out when you, when you feel like you want to reach out to someone. I think 95% of it is you getting in the way of yourself in these situations. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sure you could agree with that. Uh, but to build those relationships is, again, just being your authentic self, not necessarily purely living in a digital moment. I think that the best relationships you make, this is my two cents, are not going to be through a digital platform. It's going to be in person with someone. Uh, whether that's through university or college or whether that's through meeting someone through a friend at dinner or meeting someone at a wedding or at a career event. Those are the relationships you're going to really remember because it's you meet thousands and thousands of people and those are the ones that are going to stand out to you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, before we wrap up, I'm going to put you on the spot and ask you kind of one sort of final question. Um, I am a career happiness coach. <laughs> and, and so I'd love to hear your thoughts, um, uh, you know, maybe even your definition on how or how you view, you know, career happiness overall. Career happiness. Yeah, uh, that's a, I, I think for career happiness, there's the part that happens within your career and outside your career. I think, I think this is an indirect answer, but I think you can't have a happy career unless you have happiness outside of your career. And really, I think that comes down to three words that begins with, with F, family, friends, and fun. Those are sort of, it, it, those are sort of three words that I are some of my core values and some that I live by. So uh, family can be the family you're born with or the family you create. I think it's really important to have those closest, closest people that are there to support no matter what. 
friends really building out a network of people that have, are similar minded, but that you could openly debate and discuss things with. And then fun outside of work is for me, travel, uh, playing sports, uh, staying up with uh, different pop culture and, and really experiencing life. So career happiness really starts outside of the career, but within the career, it's, it's really finding out what, what makes you tick within that job. For me, what I've realized actually through COVID is one of those things that makes me tick is being in the office, uh, which is for me a way to separate out my life and sort of my career. But it's also as an extrovert, something that enhances my career. So really finding out those things that make you tick, which for me, again, being in the office, really diving into numbers. I, I love that. And no matter what my role has been, whether it's been ops heavy or HR heavy or marketing heavy, it's always come back to sort of diving into interesting numbers uh, and just working with people that that you like and respect. In my current role, I have found we're nine people, but every single person I work with is so similar minded. We're able to be our type A selves and really get down to work when we need to, but we're also able to laugh at the office and and talk about our favorite TV show. So that's, again, a long answer for uh, it starts outside of work, but within work, really, really get down to sort of what makes you happy there. Wow. That was, uh, yeah, that, <laughs> that, that was definitely, as Oprah says, like a tweetable moment for sure. <laughs> um, I thought I was rambling. No. Oh my gosh. No, there's so many, um, things that you'd, that, that you, you'd highlighted. I love the three F's family, friends, uh, and fun, um, as a starting point outside. And, and just for all of you to know that I, I legitimately put Joshua on the spot. I did not tell him in advance <laughs> that this question was coming. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm blown away. And I feel like that, uh, is just such a great high note, uh, to leave our conversation on. So thank you, um, so much. We'd had such a, uh, oh my God, a wide ranging discussion, you know, lots of themes surfacing, you know, in terms of the importance of, I think clearly the importance of relationships, first and foremost, is, is I think at the forefront for you. Mm -hmm. um, and secondly, you know, being, you know, you're, you're being comfortable in your own shoes and being your authentic, um, you know, being your authentic self, bringing your real and best self um, as well. And then this idea of um, how things happen for you and all these kind of random eclectic experiences that you've had, um, how they've been building blocks to who you are today. And I couldn't be more prouder of you uh, and excited that uh, you're you're a friend and a, and a great connection and contact. Uh, uh, but most importantly, like I said, a great friend. Um, so I wish you the best. And I want to just say thank you for being with me on this journey. And um, probably we're going to have you back because <laughs> I think this is just this is just chapter, you know, maybe two. Um, but I think there's lots of uh, there's a lot of chapters to be written for Joshua ahead. So thanks again, Joshua. Yeah, thanks, Brenda. I really enjoyed chatting. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the TGIM podcast. If you connected with anything that was discussed, I'd love to hear your thoughts. You can reach me at brendapearsoncoaching.ca. Follow me on LinkedIn, where I'm pretty active, or feel free to drop me an email at brenda at brendapearsoncoaching.ca. If you like this podcast, please rate us in your favorite podcast app and write a review. It helps others find the show and helps get the word out to a wider audience. We'll be releasing a new episode the first Monday of each month, so we won't flood your feed. Rather, we're focusing on delivering thoughtful and relevant content that you can look forward to.
Special shout out goes to Carrie Janice Communications for producing this episode. Subscribe now to be sure you don't miss an episode. Have a happy day. Cheers.